Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 2 and 3 of The Dragon Reborn, Sidene, and News from the Plain. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season three, episode two. Um, moving into further into the Dragon Reborn, even though nothing's really happening yet because it's we're still in the mountains. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I first read the Dragon Reborn, we'll talk about it. Um, how you felt about these first couple chapters, but um, we'll talk about it as we go through. But sometimes I would just wish we get out of the mountains after a while. Yeah. Um, so ready to. Ready, yeah, ready, ready to move on. But um, I think the party's ready to move on as well. But we'll, we'll talk about that. So um, before we get into that, uh, we do have two new patrons. So um, have to give a big shout out to Kylie. Um, she's uh, one of our new patrons, and then Ryan from the Way of the Leaf joined no us. As yeah. So yeah, welcome, big, guys. Big shout out to Way of the Leaf. Uh, thank you again for letting us use your Bella soundbite. Uh, I spliced into our last episode that was released. Uh, that that yeah, was released today. So, um, so we got some uh, some more Bella screaming techno music. Um, that is so I, fantastic. I, that was perfectly I will, done. I, I will continue to splice them into episodes. <laughs> so um, yeah, so um, very excited by having those two patrons with us, um, and uh, hopefully um, we get more to come. So. Um, with that, you know, patron, I, I talk about this at the end episode all the time, but it does go to good stuff. It helps us get to giveaways. Um, uh, also, uh, to improve equipment. Um, we just, I just ordered a new computer, uh, pricing out, uh, microphone setups for all of us. Um, we'll be getting those in the next few months. Uh, just working on, on pricing and things like that. Um, trying to get the best price and the best stuff, for the best price. So it does. Wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, so that's really what it's going towards now. Um, there are also some admin um, uh, costs to doing a podcast now. Um, uh, we're switching over to a service that's um, going to pay a subscription for. Our, our Discord has we have we pay towards that. There's also um, for a bot. Um, just uh, I pay for a website. Yeah, lots of stuff. As far as everything else goes, um, no big major milestones yet. Anything else? Um, we almost have 300 likes on Facebook, so I guess that would be a milestone. Like I said, I started to try to up that. We're at 291. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're 28, over 28,000 downloads. So, you know, we hit 25 a few weeks ago. We're 28. So moving right along there. Um, yeah, that's about it for right now. Not much else going on as far as housekeeping goes. Um, as far as personal life goes, this has been like kind of the week from hell for me just because um, – just just because it's uh, works really really busy right now plus i got a lot of personal stuff going on with um um uh coming up this weekend and then this week just uh we have lots my, my wife has a bunch of appointments so like tomorrow like today she had a job interview mm-hmm. so i had to uh, go to work late so i could watch the kids while she did that and then on thursday she has a follow-up interview and then on friday my son is with first dentist appointment so um just this it, and then plus i have a ton of stuff to do at work so it's just yeah um 
just a lot of stuff. Um, and then, um, and then this weekend, my brother's coming to town. My, my, my brother's a doctor, um, because, um, um, my dad's having, um, it's not a retirement party, but something like that. So, um, we're doing that Saturday night. Um, it's a small group of family and some of his coworkers, um, and they're doing a small thing and they were doing brunch and stuff on Sunday morning. So, um, it'd be fun to see my brother and see him. And it's been, I think since last Christmas, um, just cause, Oh, wow. Well, cause COVID happened and he's, yeah. in med- and he's a doctor. So he's in the hospitals all the time. So he has to really, it's, it's a pain. So he has to really schedule time around things to, to do it properly. And yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah, so, uh, and my, my, it, and my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, is also um, in medicine as well. She's a she's a, a surgical assistant. So, yeah. So they both have these. The stars have to align, and they're aligned this weekend. So you actually get to see my brother. So it'd be fun. Yeah, cool. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, we'll do. And he's he's actually read Will of Time. So um, very cool. Yeah. How about you guys? Oh, let's see. So work is going pretty fantastic. We're a few weeks into the new job. Um, you know, normally, especially coming to a new agency and working for the government, uh, you get like technically like 90 days. It's like you're in processing time and blah, blah, blah. And usually they start you off slow. But uh, I've really landed in – you talked about the stars aligning with your brother. Like I'll use the same phrase. The stars have aligned. Like – the last three positions I've had working in facilities management and building management for the government, there's been aspects of it that I really loved and then parts of it that I really hated. And this job at this location with the people I'm working with and how this agency is set up, it's like I have all of the good. So every bit of my job so far, you know, knock on wood, don't let me jinx it, is everything about this industry that I love. Um, so I've just, you know, jumped in both feet first. Um I'm read up on all the contracts for all the, you know, ongoing construction and everything. And I've already talked to those contracting officers and, and they're already at the point of trusting me to speak up in meetings and, you know, correcting inconsistencies with the contractors and all that jazz. So it might sound boring, but to me, it's like super exciting. Um, So I'm thrilled. I'm loving it. Uh, And I've been pretty consistent on my gym routine and it's starting to show pretty excited about that. Got to stick to it. And uh, hanging out with the kiddos this weekend for the first time at my new apartment. So I'm also pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Cool. That is a lot of positive. I like it. I love it. Uh, I'm, I, I've been loving mood lately. It's just, it's good. I won't taint it. It's been a normal week for still <laughs> <laughs> so a million meetings and busy yeah um... a million meetings very busy shit not quite going the way i want it to and working through it the only good the only the biggest okay. light in my life is the fact that um, i'm headed to raleigh this weekend um to meet chanel's sister Brittany, her middle sister that'll be the the last important family member that i need to meet because i've kind of met everybody else so, yeah, that'll be really cool. Well, and, and then we'll get any. I said, any update on the housing situation? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, Alan, that's the. That's uh, the yeah, this is where I cut my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, 
You'll get there. Got it. Just, just remember, Chris. I have actually lived in a van down by the river for months, yeah. <laughs> and and somehow turned out just fine. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a uh, lot of me that yeah. wants to sleep in my Bro- car for a few. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't as bad as I thought, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird, like realizing how many other people did it. Oh. <laughs> there were a lot of people. There was a group of us in the Walmart parking lot every night. We'd get yeah. the head not kill us up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'm going to move and do something different. I meant to do this, do this last episode, but I was so excited to start the book that I forgot to do a lot of things that we normally do when we start a new book. So um, one thing that I wanted to do was just to talk, rather than, than recap predictions and things like that, what do you guys think is going to happen in this book? Put you guys on the spot. Like, what? What do you guys think? Uh, you ask us a dumb question <laughs> like that. The world's gonna end and then okay. come back and then end again and then come back. Like, doesn't that happen at least once? Where it like world is gonna end. okay. <laughs> uh, what's the title of this book again? Something I've been. The dragon reborn. Born. I, I actually had a look at the else like which one are we on? <laughs> book three. Uh, I've. I've been thinking about how we've been teased with with the ages coming and going, how like, you know, stories sort of shift over time. And uh, then we also have like Rand or Luce Theron that, you know, for whatever reason, has lost his memories of what has happened in the past and blah, 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 blah. And then you have I, I listened to it again tonight. Ran reciting what Tom told him about, you know, the two marks of the heron and <laughs> about forgetting and blah, blah. So maybe part of it is not just him accepting that he is the dragon. Maybe by the end of this book, we have some opportunity where he gets those memories back okay. of like, all the turnings of the wheel, something like that. I don't know. I think that'd be cool, you know, because that would, back. that would totally like shift gears on our character of Rand or, whatever he's going to call himself at that point, you know, that, that'd be mm. wild. Okay. Interesting. Profound. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, anything? Oh, man, uh, you know, I, the, the title of the dragon reborn makes me really feel like he does gain a greater sense of who he's been in the past and not just loose there but like all of his past lives and they kind of begin to structure and shape uh, the journey for Rand what that journey is though I just like you know after reading a few chapters in it's like I, I really don't know where he's going to go with it even before I started reading so, yeah so you guys both think that this book's really going to be just about Rand a lot well so alright so back up that might what I'm guessing might only happen at the very end Um, But then you got to think like, what would trigger that in Rand? So what motivates him right now? His biggest motivation is, has been trying to take care of not everybody, but just those closest to him, the people that came with him from Edmunds Field. And we've always joked about this and it hasn't really happened, but he has, he is a friend of Martin. So maybe this is the book where one of our main characters either dies a gruesome death or gets, you know, pulled to, I, I know I'm saying it wrong, but uh, pulled to the dark side 
And something like crazy happens that triggers Rand to be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to channel the fuck out of you and go full and go full dragon. Go full dragon. Yeah. So it might be something else. Some other big story that like culminates to that, but I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, the thing is, is like he, when he ends his book, there's like moments of finality and then a moment of just like a whole bunch of questions. So, like, what's Matt's story going to look like? What's Perrin's story going to look like? We have, like, what, nine more books to go. So how many more point of views is he going to bring about? Like, maybe we get new characters. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm saying, sure. like, maybe we get a whole new set of main characters that we're going to follow for another book or two, and then their worlds merge. Like, maybe we're going to go switch to the dark side, and we we bring about some of the forsaken or whatever forsworn whatever the, the name is i can't think of the name right now but maybe we i don't there's too many questions i don't want to start even guessing i guess if i were to say anything it would just be that we're already seeing parent develop like we're seeing a lot from parents yeah. point of view so i'm hoping it's a book if i'm giving my hope a book on parents development Okay, and then maybe cool. start introducing what's going on with Matt all the way across the world or wherever he's at, you know, and maybe seeing the development of Matt yeah. and maybe his coming into himself because we know that they're all Severans. We've got a lot of building around Rand already, but we haven't had as much around Matt or Perrin. So, okay, oh, and and then just. Man, so scary part about that, what you're suggesting is it's possible, let's say we, we're focusing on Rand and Perrin and some new characters. What if we go this whole book and don't hear anything else about Matt? And that's just like a whole nother book. Wouldn't that be <laughs> sucky? I could see it happening. I mean, yeah. Well, he doesn't maybe. leave us much. Like, I'll say like <laughs> this, like he leaves us in a spot where he could end the novel. He could have ended the novel in the last book and we could have just assumed a bunch of stuff. And never picked up another book and been just as happy. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's going to reel us back in. It's yeah, happening. I mean, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So the other thing we did not do last week that we should have done, because uh, I just was, like I said, excited. And it did, we didn't judge the book by its cover. So I, guys, I sent you guys a picture of the original cover art for The Dragon Reborn, uh, where you have Rand um, looking he's off the audio. The purest form. A, I know what it is. He, he's shaped it into the shape of a sword. Why wasn't the sword a blob? Or like halfway melted or something like that? It's an What's going on sword. here? Oh, it's a, it's say it, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> Come on. Let's not dance around it. <laughs> it's a lightsaber. <laughs> uh, he almost looks like he's in knight armor right, too. To- yeah, totally unrelated. But uh, I just got caught up on the boys, and when when they were testing the serum on the adults, and there's the guy that could like grow his dick out like twenty feet. And he, Spoiler he alert! Big out time. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> now I'm gonna go watch an episode. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. The voice. I didn't see that coming. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yes, that's uh... <laughs> the trouble is you don't see him do it. It just like bursts through a window and starts choking a guy. I would have like, like does he do a Care Bear stare and he just goes raw and like flings his hips forward? Like how do you activate 
<laughs> the monster dick. I don't. Clearly, I don't know how to act. Let's just call him that. The, if if you guys haven't seen the boys on Amazon, go check it out. It's a, it's a fun show. Um, <laughs> well, we can pay for that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just sure. bank account just grew. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, we're we're now sponsored by that, by that, uh, them boys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed the show. Not everybody likes it. I thought it was great, but that's just me personally. Yeah. Uh, personally, well, that's how my mind works. He says, "I forgot what you initially said." I was like, "Nope, just call it a lightsaber." And then I thought "fleshlight," and then I was like, "Oh yeah, the boys," <laughs> and like whip people in the face with a schlong. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Okay, back to the book. Yep. So yeah, so also on the cover of the book, you get the uh, I think it's Karen down there in the corner. Well, looking like a ninja. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little headband thing going on. Like, is that the right one? No. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> looks hung. Hey, uh, what is hey. the where? Are they, where are they at? There's cool columns. Yeah, There's that's like, a good question. Kind of reminds me of seeing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. kind of like these red columns. They're red. They, yeah, that's. Hmm. I'm not even going to speculate. I have no idea where they're at. Well, we might find out. Maybe. No, we won't. This is just to throw <laughs> us completely off the set. They're in Bialzabon's exactly. castle exactly. in the other world. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah. Maybe we travel to another land. Maybe we go to the home of the uh, of another group. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, the Shanchan. Is well, that Matt over Perrin's? That almost like, looks like a female. Um, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I think it's Matt. It's like right there in the corner. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it Matt. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Indubitably. Sure. Profound. Um. So. <laughs> anyways, let's go to move right into chapter two. So chapter two is Sidene. And the icon is the dragon's fang. So Sidene's the male half of the power. Um, of course, we get a lot of that here. Uh, a lot of talk about it. So well, toward, towards the end. Yeah, so, but that's what I was expecting. But that's what's confusing after I read it a couple of times. I, I have no idea what, what Jordan was getting at here. Like what? There was no, there was no channeling. Nothing significant <laughs> happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. It was just such, okay. such boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Hit you yep. with the early '90s. Say the opposite, and then drop a knot. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and I open butthead. You guys are whew, yeah. here for a wild night. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so we start this chapter uh, with the tinker looking over the camp. She surprised uh, Ogier that Loyal's there. Um, um, but then Perrin kind of just motions her says, yeah, Moraine's over there, that tent over there. Go head that way. Um, and Tinker leaves. He tried to offer her uh, Layla, Leia, first. Leia? He was kind. Yeah. He was. Um, and she leaves. And then Perrin starts getting mm-hmm. all these questions from all the soldiers around, you know, wondering when they'll leave. And Perrin's wanted the same thing. Says, you know, we've been here forever. Uh, I want to know when we're leaving too. <laughs> Everyone wants to leave. It's like, you know, sitting here all winter long, hiding the mountains. Um, and then, and then parents sees men. So before we get to that whole interaction, anything on this opening scene, you guys, anything stuck out to you guys or. 
Uh, I'm I'm starting to appreciate what Jordan does to us as the reader a little bit more um, as I go along. You mentioned earlier, Alan, how like, gosh, I just, I remember when I started reading this, I was like, can we just go ahead and leave? But when you think about it, that's exactly like you said, what our characters are thinking. And he has this way of getting you to feel what they're feeling. Like you, it's not as exciting. You know, I like the fight scenes. I like this. Oh, someone's channeling lightning bolt fire from their arse. But um, you know, even these moments of their frustration and angst and everything, like I, I'm reading it and I'm feeling it, you know, so that, that's kind of cool. I don't yeah. know. If, I'd assume it's intentional, it is. but if not, he got lucky, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm right there with you. Like I, I always enjoy the imagery that's painted, but there is that moment where it's like, why are we three chapters in and still in the camp or near the camp? Like, why can't we move forward? Like he, he goes into the detail about the stew and about how Perrin is hungry and focusing on that because he doesn't want to focus on what's in his mind. It's like, even in that, that opening, we do get a lot of Perrin, um, which is something I didn't want to mm-hmm. necessarily breeze over, but we, um, we get a lot of his insight. We see a lot of his internal struggles, which is a constant, constant, constant thing that we see of him fighting against his desire to watch the wolves and not wanting to focus on the fact that focus he's his nose is going a million miles a minute smelling the food and his ears are going left and right and he's noticing all these things and so as we're talking about it i'm thinking about this so throughout this chapter we find out that rand is not really engaging with all of his new followers right it's he'll talk to perrin he's talking to moraine he's off to himself he's ashamed he's not really engaging uh, and Moraine's not really talking to everybody else too much. So all these Shinarans, uh, who are they looking to as a leader? They're looking to Parent. They're asking him the questions. They're trying to find out, hey, what about this? Are we doing this? What did you hear? Da, 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 da. Is anything different? So that might come into play. Um, you know, maybe we get different factions going on here or people that become more loyal to Parent, or maybe mm-hmm. just helps him rise to, you know, think more of himself. Kind of like what happened with Rand in the last book. Right. And then parents sees Min and Min's um, kind of standing by one of the fires, I guess. And she immediately goes into what she saw when she saw the Tinker woman. Um, it's like, yeah, she's going to die. And, and like, and she starts going to her ability more, you know, about um, how it works and a little bit more about her vision goes through what she saw that, you know, saw her with her head split open and, uh, blood is everywhere, and, and she knows she's going to die. And uh, and parents like, well, is there going to be attack? If there's going to be attack, like, when's it going to be? You know, ask all these questions, and she's like, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> yeah, that exchange was pretty interesting hmm. because you know, men is very eerily calm in her statement, but it's because in her mind, hmm. it's definitive, it's de facto, like it's going to happen. So she just says matter of factly like she's going to die and it is parent who's like internalizing this issue and trying to make it his own which of course a lot of guys like parent do and then of course he mm-hmm. goes from the like oh she's going to die we need to protect her to what can we do to protect the camp so he really is becoming a leader whether he wants to or not or taking on these responsibilities yeah you know if if Rand's right. going to be in charge, then Perrin's like second in command, whether he wants to be or not. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, and parent, even yeah, I think the first instinct was how do you save her? And man's like, it doesn't work that way. You know, she talks about when she was younger, you know, she tried to change things and everything never worked. Like it just doesn't work. If, it, if she sees it, it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do. It's already done. Uh, and, and loyal shows up, right? As they're talking, it's like, Oh, you talk about tinkers. What about tinkers? <laughs> yeah, this, this sounds interesting. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. But before we move into more with loyal, let's talk about this whole thing with men. Like, what's what you guys thought about her ability? Now, I mean, we've, we've seen this before. We've seen her viewings all the way back in Eye of the World. Um, but the way Jordan writes things, he doesn't just explain anything. It just you, you, over time you start to get a more understanding of how things work. Um, that's just how he writes. So this is a little more. Yeah, it was very eye-opening. Um, my mind went totally somewhere else. Like, I can't believe I missed these books as they were coming out. Like, I, I, maybe I was getting too into the sports then and less into the reading. But there's so many things that we'll never know if they influenced other writers and other movies. But there's just some cool similarities that, like, you think. Like, the person who wrote Minority Report, did he read this? And then focus on the main character and go, oh, shit, if we got a group of people that can kind of see things about other folks, maybe I could come up with this cool story where we lock people up before they actually commit crimes. Like, how cool would that shit be? Um, yeah. So anyways, not not what you were looking for, Alan, I'm sure. But that's something that crossed my mind here um, when she was like just casually pointing out, oh, yeah, that lady dies and then you're a pretty violent person and you know, he's pretty peaceful and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that did influence it. I think for me, what really stood out was the, it's never any clearer than that. She shivered, rub her hands together. And then he makes the comment, Perrin makes the comment. There was never any doubt about what men saw and knew for good or bad if she was certain, then it it happened. Not then. So there's a lot of like yeah. defin- definition or definitive statements there, and there's a lot that Perrin kind of. I don't want to say he. I don't even say he gives her the benefit. Of he benefited the fact, but he essentially sees her words as like the Bible, like it's, it is a thing. Like there's never any other way of going about thinking of this, except for the very simple fact that when she is definite, it is going to happen. And when she says it in such a certain specific way, then we know this is just to be the truth. And I feel for men because what can she do about it? Nothing like she has to live her life, seeing all of these things and knowing what is going to happen with people and then knowing that she has no way of stopping them from happening. Yeah. So now we have loyal and loyal talk to the tinkers and yeah, man tells him what he saw as well. And you also learn that there's like, this is something else that's uh, in, in this section where um, he says, you know, oh, gears have all these old stories about them being these fierce warriors and parents doesn't see it. Like that's another thing mm-hmm. I, I pointed out as well is that, you know, they, they have all these stories about these Ogiers being these fierce warriors, but they seem the most peaceful, kind, very slow, methodical people. Like, never would hurt anybody. So I, I highlighted that and said, what do you guys think about well, that? Well, before I, we go that far, I want to take a step back and just look at um, the reaction 
that Min has when she's just like, yeah, I can. there are some people that I can see nothing from and then others where I can always see something. And she looked at Matt, mm. or excuse me. Yeah. And she looked at Perrin, and Perrin instantly, do not tell me what you see. <laughs> like, I, I got a good <laughs> chuckle out of that. He's like, do not tell me what you see. <laughs> and he, like, he snapped at her. And I'm wondering, like, his snapping, is that more influenced now by the fact that he's become more wolf-like? Um, or is that something that he's always had to deal with? I know it says in the book, he learned quickly how easily it was to hurt people by accident when you're bigger than they are. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's a difference in that physical versus that, you know, mental and emotional pain that you cause people. So he, he instantly was sure. just like, I'm sorry. So sorry I did that to you. And then she's like, well, you didn't hurt me. Blessed few people want to know what I see. So the light knows I would not if it were someone else who could do it. So men really dislikes her quote-unquote gift herself she wishes she didn't have it but she does and she realizes that what she Mm -hmm. says can really hurt people so there's a lot of power in that and then we get to learn more about our our gear friends (laughs) so let's fast forward there they well it's kind of funny i really felt bad when i read this part it's like Loyal's face had frightened more than one person with his nose broad enough to almost be called a snout and his tooth wide mouth. His eyes were the size of saucers with thick eyebrows that dangled like mustaches almost to his cheeks. His ears poked up through long hairs and rough points. Some who had never seen an ogre took them for Trolloc. The Trollocs were as much legend to most of them as ogre. Um, that description, like, what is that? There's an old movie, and I can't think of the name right now. Oh, it might be, like, The Dark Crystal or something like that, where you have those weird-looking characters. <laughs> I, just, I I see, like, all these weird-looking 70s characters in my mind from some of those old movies. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's hideous, yeah. but he's lovable. <laughs> it, it's kind of like... <clears throat> It's kind of like looking at a pug. If you look at each individual feature, like their tails curl up like a pig. You can always see their asshole. Their noses are all scrunched up. They have like a tooth sticking out. Their eyes are cross-eyed and way too big for their fucking head. And their ears are always lopsided. So each little bit, you're like, what total fuck up was this? Like, did God sneeze and go, ah, shit. Well, now just leave that one. I already made it. Uh, But when you back up a little bit and you get to know them, they're, they're cute, cuddly little dogs i mean you can't help but scratch their butt it's yeah but they're hideous hideous when when i first read this the first thing that popped in my head was ludo that's the one yeah oh yeah that's friend. The <laughs> here you go or or how about <laughs> hey you guys <laughs> this, 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 yeah. oh yeah. and then we learn about the yeah you know Anyways. About the pull of the Taviran. I mean, even though Loyal's giving a bunch of bullshit, it's like, you're not here just because of the Taviran. But, you know, he wants to put his blame there. Like, you know, I just wanted to see the groves. I like how he, tra- after everything he's told everybody else about Taviran, when it came to him, he tried to pretend <sighs> like he was in control of what he was doing. He tried to pretend like he was making his own decisions because he's wiser than that. So, 
but I, I, I think um, the looks from Perrin kind of caught him off guard a little bit to make him consider. Like he probably had a moment where he went, ah, oh, shit, they got me too. <laughs> Dang it. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> they made the comments yeah. that Severe and themselves are woven, yeah. woven into a light line. Excuse me. Severe and themselves are woven to a tighter line than the rest of us. Fewer choices. So as few choices as they feel like they have, Severe and have even fewer. So, yeah, there's something in that. Mm-hmm. And if you're closer to Severe, your choices are limited as well because Severe exactly. is just shaping everyone around them. Ots are hawkling. You could feel yeah. things being shaped around him whenever you were near him. Yeah. Well, so going back to like in the very beginning, when I was talking about what crazy twist might happen, we have uh, Perrin, Ran, and Matt, but now they're away from each other. So we have different Taviran and Matt separated. So it, it's, I don't know, the, just with everything he's feeding us, there's the potential that his path is now going to go in a wildly different direction. Mm-hmm. So Possibly. Do you, do you, when do you think Matt's going to come back? Book. <laughs> Matt's gonna become a dark friend. Chapter. Oh, can I? Can, can I look at all the covers real quick? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll talk about it here, but um, I don't know. So, with them going different directions now, the more I think about it, like there is there is room for this story of Matt's journey with the girls and wherever he ends up. There's opportunity for a book or two. You know, I mean, you could just go in crazy directions now. And if you're going to do that, you know, maybe next book, maybe the book after. Yeah, maybe. You, re- you really could. Along with what Chris said, like maybe we follow this new path with uh, Perrin and Rand and get new characters. And we know we have 50,000 you know books more. For so. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of go on a tangent. It has made me realize how hard it, it must be to be Martin. George R. R. Martin. To be friends with Jordan, who okay. accomplished 13 yeah. books and finished the story even in his death. Have all these different point of views. Yeah. To have <laughs> oh, all man. these different storylines, to have it all completely thought out and figured out. No wonder the fucker hasn't completed the latest book. He's comparing himself <laughs> to Jordan. He's like, I got to one-up him. I got to do better. The man's dead and yep. he's already destroyed me. Like... Because, you know, Martin kind of does the same thing. He tries to deviate and follow different character plots, and he creates new people. And that, you know, even from across the the ocean, they're having an impact on things going on elsewhere. And then you have people up in the north impacting things going on in the south, impacting things going on across the water. And then, you know, they don't really talk about it in the TV show, but in the books, you got people across the sand impacting. There's so much going on so many different storylines that I think he got lost is where Jordan was a lot much mm-hmm. a lot more intelligent individual and had it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to live up to. Yep. And Jordan's done a good job of losing us along and- the way. He's like, I'm just gonna drop you off here and make you think this. And then three <laughs> then three <laughs> books later I'm gonna <laughs> mess with your mind over here with this and then you know, I'm going to make you have to go back four books because oh, yeah. you forgot what I said, but it's very important. No. It's like a maze. I feel like I'm in a labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, it gets only worse. Uh, even even the last book, there's things that that point back to the very that was mentioned in the very first book. So, yeah. sentence one. <laughs> Dang it, <laughs> Ileana. Anyway, so <laughs> so um um going back to the story. So Loyal considers himself lucky to be around Tavirin because he's thinking about writing a book. He has taking all his notes and he's thinking about writing a book about his uh, about Tavirin and about his travels. Which is, I think, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I now I now know why you claimed him as one of your favorite characters early on. And, and the more we learn about him, the more we hear about it. I'm like, I could see Alan doing that. <laughs> I <guess>. totally. <laughs> yeah. So Loyal Lo- Lo is one of my favorite characters. But mm-hmm. so yeah, and then at this point, Perrin sees Rand come out of Moraine's tent or hut, hut or whatever. Um, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I'm sorry. Normally, Chris is more polite. He'll let you finish, and then he'll back up. Yeah. But we're we're skipping over a fairly important line. Um, and Min is very clearly trying to jump Perrin's bones, and she's dropping all sorts of innuendo here. And, Read it for and us. Chris, am I the only one who picked up on this? Um, so she's gosh, I wrote down part of the sentence and now I'm trying to find it exactly you know what fuck it the quote that I pulled out was the best part she's talking about how like um, she just keeps getting sucked into all of this and I I quoted her as saying grabbed by the scruff of my neck and jerked off to the light knows where let me tell you something and I could just picture her saying that and like licking her lips and giving a little winky face up here She's into that rough stuff, and she sees this big, burly wolf man, and mm, yeah. <clears throat> so my my uh, my impression of men has changed a little bit here. She's trying to get hers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Grabbed by the scruff of my neck and jerked <laughs> off to the light knows where. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to get it. We're gonna sell that one. So Perrin sees Rand come out of Moraine's hut. Um, all the Shinarans stayed up and like slewed him, you know, or you know, they're all definitely being, uh, you know, it just almost worshiping Rand uh, to the point where Rand's kind of sick of all of it. It wants nothing to do with them, so like kind of says nothing, just leaves. He's like, yeah, whatever, guys. Do what you're doing. I'm I'm going away. Um, and it talks about that later in the chapter about how Rand's just kind of moved away from the camp because he doesn't. He hates all the groveling. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be around any of these people. Um, but he's been obviously arguing with Moraine, uh, and Perrin goes to follow yeah, Rand because he started to recite so what, softly. Twice and twice shall he be marked. Twice to live and twice to die. Once the heron to set his path. Twice the heron to name him true. Once the dragon for remembrance lost. Twice the dragon for the price he must pay. But no dragon yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. Right. So what haven't we seen come yeah. to light with this? He does. Well, he has the two heron marks now. He has the he has the two heron marks, but he doesn't have any dragons or whatever those are. Um, I wonder if he gets any real dragons. That would be cool. I know he doesn't, but still. So you know, he's he's mumbling to himself, like obviously his little secluded valley that he's that he has. 
he's muttering prophecies and parents just sit in there and finally he acknowledges parent Rand does and they start talking about Matt, you know, wondering if Matt's all right. And like, well, he must be in Tarvalin by now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully healed. Um this is where the narrator would come in and be like, only he wasn't in Tarvalon <laughs> and he would not be healed. Like, and, 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 you know, fast there forward. You go. He gave you a book. He said book four. There you go. <laughs> book four. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. we, we have right. that moment where Perrin is just observing because we know Perrin's the deep thinker. And he's got a lot of pity for Rand. He's like, here's the man that, mm-hmm. you know, is doomed to go mad from the taint or from Sidene is it to make half, excuse me, the male half of the true source and certainly to destroy everything around in his madness. A man, a thing. Everyone was taught mm-hmm. to loathe and fear from childhood. So, and then he goes, but only all he can see is his, you know, boyhood friend. Like the guy he grew up with. Yeah. He's so you can't just stop being a friend, can you? Like, when from parents' perspective, remember he's still struggling with what he's transitioning to, but then he compares it to what Rand's going through, and I, I think that really helps him be able to empathize and and love Rand through this, because he doesn't want to share his secrets with anybody, and he's terrified of what people might think, and it's really just. I won't say it's not that big of a deal, but compared to like what you were saying, generations have been taught to fear someone like Rand. Mm-hmm. Like Perrin is an unknown. Rand is a known danger to like everybody. So he, I, I think he definitely empathizes. Yeah. And then Perrin asked Rand, he says, do you, you know, he says, do you ever wish you know, that you were, I, I wish I was still a blacksmith sometimes. Do you ever have those wishing you're still as a shepherd? And, and Rand starts going the whole entire thing about duty. And, you know, no one else can do it at this point. He's come to acceptance. He's like, I don't think about those things anymore. I'm duty bound at this point. <laughs> you know, being all kind of emo-y, you know, kind of down on himself. Says there's people out there dying for him. And now he's sitting up here in the mountains doing nothing. You know, why aren't they doing anything? Um, you know, Moraine keeps us up here and says that, you know, I'll know when I know. What is that supposed to mean? He's, you can tell, he's like, she's right, but I'm super frustrated. Um, you know, you could, you could feel Grant's frustration. He's like, I want to do something, um, but I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like the story of the last two books? Choices, decisions. Yeah. <laughs> All you did was just kind of follow along and do blindly what you had to do. And you were, Pushed by by time, right, right. But I think now now Rand's a little bit more starting to at least be more aware of his responsibility. Whereas before he's denying it all up through the last in the last book, he just denied he had any importance. Yeah. Now now he knows. Yes, he's he's come to terms with himself, and so now he wants to jump in. So show still shows his immaturity, but. That's to be expected. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> so we know how manipulative Moraine can be, and maybe this is all part of the process. And she knows that he's at a point where, all right, <clears throat> uh, she can't 
push him and pull him and direct him anymore. He's at the point now where if this is going to happen, if this is it, if he's the one and this is the right turn of the wheel and it's the right timing and everything, he has to do it himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're, we're seeing this struggle now with Rand and, and his competing thoughts of wanting to rush out there and save the world versus no, let me, make the smart move um you know maybe secretly moraine is wanting him to just bust out and say you know what f you f you f you you're cool (laughs) to loyal of course f you i'm out of here and just go channel some people uh but she can't make him do it like it's right maybe we're at that tipping point where he's Mm -hmm. he's got to do it and then he starts going his whole entire thing about the power and the ground starts to tremble where he starts talking about it's always there and he feels it out there, and sometimes he can't, you know, and he wants to, but he doesn't want to, but it calls to him, and but he can feel the taint at all times, and it just, it's the oil blackness and the, the scussiness of it, and you get you, all these descriptions of, of, of Rance being pulled where, you know, it feels so good when he does uses it, but he knows he can't, you know, and as it's happening, <laughs> there's an earthquake that starts happening. That. <laughs> my mind went to the gutter <laughs> you did it might be my fault I'm I kind of like, directed us there right know, coming that. and going ebb and flowing up and down yeah, my and bad. left and right and oh my goodness and everything trembles and <laughs> I've seen that before <laughs> oh, he split the world <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's suddenly an earthquake, right? She's listened to quite a few, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a phone call later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is it? Uh, this is the one y'all are gonna have to talk yeah. about afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, parents were yelling, "Ready to stop." Well, and it, so th- this gave me a flashback to um, when Matt was getting paranoid about Rand e- even sleeping in the same room as him and talking about how I remember when stories about so-and-so and they went to sleep and they woke up and like everybody's face was melted or I don't know exactly what happened. But um, so M- Matt wasn't wrong to fear that like that's. You know, we're we're about to find out there's there's victims from Rand just having these incontrollable urges to channel and the and shit happening around him. So yeah, a little freaky. When it's as abrupt as it began, it was done. That's about right too. Yeah, just <laughs> Rand was staring at nothing now. And then they had pancakes. <laughs> as if he had run ten miles. <laughs> Editing is going to be fun. <laughs> At least we're taking good pauses. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been great? Like after that line about it being over, just as quick as it had began, like there was a pause, and Rand just looked up and said, "Karen, I'm." Uh, it's always there, calling to me, yeah. pushing at me the male half of the true source sometimes i can't stop myself from reaching out to it he made a motion of plucking something out of the air and transferring his stare to his closed fist i can feel the taint even before i touch it the dark one's taint like a thin coat 
of veiling, trying to hide the light. It comes, it turns my stomach, but I cannot help myself. I cannot. Sometimes I reach out, and it's like trying to catch air. His worry is that when he gets to the last battle, what if he can't catch it? What if he can't use it? This involuntary use of the power scares him more than his inability to actually use it because he fears he's going to be useless at the end. Which, I mean, we all have a little bit of performance anxieties here and there, but, <laughs> you know, this could literally mean the end of, of the world. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure to be on one person. So I kind of feel bad for, for Rand in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the that's the battle that's the conflict right there. He's expected through all these prophecy and these people whisper in his ear. He's expected to do such amazing things, great things because of what he can do because of this power, this ability. But even now, he knows he has zero ability to control it. He's not in control. It's not him. So how? I mean, how do you trust that? How do you know what to do and when to do it? It's just natural. Yep. Sometimes, it, you know, it just comes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after after it's all done, parents suggest that, it, you know, Brand calms <laughs> down. Let's go get some meat. Um, yes, yeah. Did he actually yeah, say it? Just, let's go get some <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's not my fault or Chris's fault. This is Jordan's fault. There's a lot of went in here. It's men's trying to get choked out and like jump Aaron stones and Rand just has a O face moment and the whole world. They're out there bored and whatnot. I'm like, wait, what else to do? Let's make some mountains quick, baby. Yep. And we end the chapter with Rand asking Parent about dreams. Parent doesn't really answer it and just kind of walks away and goes back to the camp. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. That yeah, was a fun it one. Was. <laughs> Chris and I actually laugh and Alan's Andy like, huh, yeah. <laughs> it was, you guys did such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> if I offended you, I hope it was on purpose. I'd hate to have done it by accident. Uh, that would be a waste. That's uh, anyways. Anything we missed from this no. chapter? We have not. Oh God, don't ask that. We no, it was okay. the best. It got everywhere. Just nothing was missed. It was all over all right. the place. We're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, moving to chapter three, news from the plane. And the icon is the wheel of time symbol. So 
We're going to get some news, I guess, kind of, sort of. But where's it going to come from, though? Uh, then Tinkers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, through the Tinker. From, yeah. From the plane, maybe? I don't know. From the, That's a stretch. Yeah. That's a stretch. Yeah. yeah I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read too much into this one. I just kind of figured this was one of mm-hmm. those straightforward shots. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. yep. I have a question. So, so why are all these women coming to Moraine? Like, okay. what, yeah, what that's, is the I, I, that's probably the yep. biggest question of these chapters so far. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I have no answer. But I thought the same. I, mm-hmm. Like, does Moraine have a network of spies? Mm-hmm. Rem- remember, Moraine's been planning for a while. She was young when her and the Amerlin and whoever else there wasn't many in the room uh caught wind of that vision and they've been plotting for a long time and Mm -hmm. moraine uh she's been traveling around quite a bit we knew she traveled she did a lot of solo work just to go get rand and the edmonds fielders like if maybe she's been operating like this for a while and just making connections i mean she even if they even Mm -hmm. even as they've traveled they go to places and she's got an in everywhere they go not not an in like I N N and I N. Yeah. So, so like, she, like she, yeah, out her 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 abilities to heal or something. Like, how is she? Why are these people so dedicated to her? More or less, my question. Yeah, okay. that, I wonder. Yeah. yeah. Well, is she pimping out her power to gain favor? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, so yeah, so it starts with Perrin coming back into the camp, and Moraine standing there looking up towards the crack and the uh, the wall or whatever, because uh, she's pissed. <laughs> and Perrin's immediately is like, oh, "It was an accident. Just chill out." Like, <laughs> Brand didn't mean to do it. Um, and Moraine's yeah, it's upset. Like, stores back into her hut, slams the door. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and Perrin looks around this point and sees all the damage Rand has done. And, like, it wasn't that bad where Rand was, but back at the camp, it's kind of jacked up. Uh, I mean, after finding out about this, I'm curious how that's going to screw up Rand. There, there, there's nothing mm-hmm. you could tell him that's going to console him to be like, oh, no big deal. You're fine. It just, you know, it kind of happened. Rand's not the type of person that is okay with hurting an innocent person. Right. So. I think it's funny that he felt inclined to give her an answer without even being prompted with a question. Hmm. Like he okay. he knows that she knows more about him than he does. He's afraid mm-hmm. to inquire. He's afraid to really question an Aes Sedai still, even though you know, he's coming into power himself and he's a pretty good sized guy with a lot of strength and energy and, and uh, ferocity when he needs it. But he's afraid to face the eyes to die, and then he just flat out just like whimpers like a little puppy. Like yeah. he didn't yeah. mean to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Perrin goes back to talk to Min. Um yeah, Min's trying to cook what's left in this a lot to do because most of it spilled over during the earthquake. Um and Perrin asks if anyone was hurt. Ben says, no, just a couple of scrapes and bruises. Everyone seems to be fine. No one's really seriously hurt. Uh, but, you know, Pear is wondering maybe if that's that's what Ben saw with Leia, uh, or Leah. Um, 
you know, because, you know, maybe she got hurt. So maybe that's, that's what men's vision was. Um, and at this point, parents suggest men just go and leave. Um, and men says, nope, I can't. And goes into this whole story about, you know, uh, uh, arranged marriages and fate and yeah. Yeah, I like that interaction between men and parent because we get a little bit more about men. Like she's like, I hate cooking, and if something goes wrong with it, it's not my fault. So like she right away was casting shade on Rand, and she's just like, mm-hmm. you know, what right does it give him to bounce us around like sacks of grain? Then she rubbed her seat, the seat of her britches, and winced. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> everybody got a little hurt by a little happening here. But yeah. the, the we see men's, you know, slightly unsubtle by, you know, what she's having to do in the camp. But she's still mm-hmm. doing it, which, good on her. Said, so maybe, men, maybe you better go first thing in the morning. I have some silver. Like, we do have parents trying to be kind to men and trying to give her an out trying to like get her away from everything going on and she's just like oh you're such a sweet guy but you don't know like what I know that is that I'll never be able to leave like we're wrapped up in this together yep and she's secretly in love with Rand which he doesn't know that yet so yeah well yeah and she tries to turn the tables back on Perrin too telling Perrin you know what you know? Do you want to go home? And parent says he can't either. All right, maybe I am reading into it too much because, like, even now I can't point to specific lines. But there's this, there's this back and forth between them, and I'm also taking into context like this doesn't just happen in the minutes that we're reading. This has been going on for days, weeks, whatever, and you know, the conversations between men and parent have probably been ongoing. I, I just, I get, I get the feeling that they're feeling each other out. Like, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at the point of laying down prediction, but like, I just feel something building here. Like there might be a brown chicken, brown cow at some point. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then at this point, uh, Perrin, because he has crazy good eyesight, sees Moraine and Land coming towards him. Land breaks off you know, the soldiers, but Moraine comes to join them. And he also sees Rand in the distance, uh, storing back to his hut. So men immediately ask Moraine about, about Leah, um, and her scalp, scalp was split during the earthquake, uh, but Moraine healed her. So uh, and men's not sure if that was the vision. You know, she's like, I could have sworn she was going to die. Like it doesn't make sense. And Moraine's like, well, maybe she's going to die. <laughs> you know, um, and Moraine kind of, she just wheels, she, she will weaves Perrin about it. Cause Perrin's like, Perrin's like, well, maybe men's wrong. Like Moraine's like, eh, whatever. If she's going to die, she's going to die. The will weaves. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> yeah. Completely nonchalant. Like, uh, well, if men saw it, she's going to die. And then, of course, men's having her internal struggle because she the possibility of being wrong, like she's never wrong when she's when she knows she knows. So, mm-hmm. and then, Perrin, like, 
Oh, you've never been wrong in any reading for me. Not one about which I have any knowledge or any knowing. So he mm-hmm. tries to console her on something that honestly is quite horrible. So I'm like, you know, inclined to agree with uh, Ian here that, you know, there might be a little something potentially happening here. But at the end of the day, parents just too yeah. nice. Yeah, he's gonna have to grow up here eventually. So, what do you what do you think about men's view? Do you think this is it? Do you think that men was wrong, or do you think men was right? Do you guys I have think feelings? She's right, that- I think that something more is gonna happen down the line, and you know, this okay. is just Jordan's way of kind of throwing us off for a minute. Okay, uh, I kind of took the cheap route. I didn't pick either side, and just drew the hard line we're, we're built up by parent early on to you know start to believe like well if mint says it it's true if mint says it it's true and even moraine is like well you've never been wrong before um but maybe maybe either what she sees isn't the truth or isn't the future that has to happen i mean maybe Gosh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I think you're saying the right thing. We don't necessarily know what her power actually is. She she yeah. has the idea that it's foreseeing the future or events, mm-hmm. and, and it, it is, but she doesn't know how to properly um, read or say what everything means. Sure. Like she, yeah. hers is based on intensity, but like when you, she's around severe and everything's intense. So, like, we know that the mm-hmm. intensity of her power shifts based on the person she's even looking at. So, how accurate yeah. is she really? She's just a litmus test for death. Yeah. So, let's say we move on in six months and this chick still hasn't died. I mean, at some point, men is going to have to self actualize here and think about all right, like, what am I actually able to do? What am I actually seeing? It might uh, maybe not like her, make her less confident, but it might make her um, put more thought into what it is that she's seen. So in a, in a way, maybe it helps her in the long run be able to understand her powers better if, if in fact, she's not dead. But also, mm-hmm. maybe she's dead <laughs> or going to yeah. die very soon. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And then Land comes and joins the conversation. And he joins to talk about news on the plane. So this is where we get the news. So there's fighting everywhere. The whole, uh, there's people that sworn leeches to the dragon. They're fighting. The, the different nations are fighting. The hundreds of the horn have showed up. And then there's white cloaks amassing, which is really concerning to them. But there, there's that 5,000 white cloaks that are on the plane now. Um, and the weirdest thing about them is they're not moving against the people that are claiming for the dragon. Although they're saying they're trying to, they're they're out there looking for the false dragon, but they're they're purposefully not attacking any of these groups. Like they're letting them get away, like doing these fake attacks, and and Lan can see right through it and, and doesn't understand what their motive is and what's going on there. Don't know you guys had thoughts about that, what the white clicks are up to. I mean, of course, we we got from the prologue what um, um, uh, Keridan's orders were from both the Shadow and from the Lord Captain Commander. One was to kill Rand, the other one was to not kill Rand. So Well, I was hoping Chris would give us something good before I like before I went here. Um 
again, I'm just getting hair on the back of my neck, like inklings, um, nothing definitive. But as much as up until this point, I've claimed that Lan is the man. Uh, now I'm putting quotes around the man part. Um, these couple of descriptions of, you know, parents seeing him slip away and just kind of disappear. You know, he gives credit to Lan's cloak. But we also know that Perrin has this awesome vision and still lands able to slip away like that. And then I'm jumping forward a little bit, but I have to, to make this point. Moraine talks about um, how people matching Rand's description, you know, are being murdered and <laughs> in very surprising way where somebody like people shouldn't have been able to get in there without being noticed or seen or whatever. And they just slip in and kill him. And then I go all the way back, all the way back to land coming down the stairs and ran there. And it's the first time we run into a fade. And as they're leaving, I, I, I wish I could flip back to it. Now I don't have the book in front of me, but land makes some comment. And we talked about it about how, like there's no time to chase him into the shadow or something like that. And Chris and I were talking about, well, does that mean land has the ability to travel into the shadows with these fades? Like, <laughs> so again, I'm not making any, hardline suspicious comments or predictions or anything, but I, I had a, Oh shit moment as I'm grazing over this, like, I don't know. And, and is, is land doing bad things or is he just taking advantage of powers that bad people have, or is Moraine using him to do the bad shit that I thought Moraine would do, but she can't cause she's Aes Sedai. So she's using land. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, went down, I went down a rabbit hole in two quick paragraphs. Like, so that was the next thing I was going to bring out is that there's three men that look kind of like Rand that have been killed. Uh, no one knows who the killer was, and Uno mentioned something about something called the Solus. Um, mm-hmm. and I had question marks around that, and Moraine immediately cuts him off. Says we're not talking about that. And he's like, yeah, we never seen them down from the blight before. What are the Solus? Are those? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What are, what are they? I don't know. Yeah, that's my question to you guys. <laughs> are, are I mean, is that another term for the um, for the fades? Maybe. No, because someone was it parent or whatever that brings it up, and nobody corrects them. Or yeah, I don't know. And this is just another stepping point in making the bad guys badder. You know, up until this point, we've. You know, Trollocs are bad, and then Fades are worse, and then the Dreadlords and blah, 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 they're all so bad. And we finally think we have all the bad guys figured out. And then, bam, soulless. And they're worse mm-hmm. than everybody. And as the reader, you're like, well, shit, how can this could be worse? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, just you wait. Just you <laughs> yeah, wait. <I know>, right? <laughs> um. So yeah, um, so, so put a little note there. Try to figure out uh, the solace. Uh, maybe it's something Stick to think about. Yeah, um, and you know, Moraine asks about the scouts if they've seen anything around there. Una says no. The scouts have seen nothing. They're as good as any warder. There's been nothing around the camp. But Moraine's obviously super nervous about the fact that that Rand drew that much power um, to to this whole earthquake thing. Yeah, it's a beacon. Yeah, it's a beacon to fades, and and Moraine's worried. She says something doesn't feel right in the air right now, and 
Parents says it feels like something's waiting, and she's like, "Exactly, that's right." And parents like, "Crap, I didn't mean to say that loud." <laughs> she said she asked them to put extra guards on. You know, not that the not that the Shinarans are less on guard at all times anyway. But yeah, yeah, she's not able to. But she did say they'll be protected against the soulless. So at the end of the day, you know, they're hidden from physical eyes unless people walk into the camp, and the soulless can't get to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And she talks about awards, all this other stuff. But see, even that, even that, so since my mind was already going down that rabbit hole, and when somebody asks about, can we ward a certain way, and blah, 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 as she's given her answer, Jordan, God, I didn't highlight this part, but she looked at, she looked at land as she was answering. There was some sort of connection to land. So then I was like, oh, there's some inside secret. Like if she were to do that, it would also hurt land. I don't know. I'm, I know I'm reaching here, but there was a nudge and a wink. So land's a dark friend. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I think it goes back to when I was talking about how Moraine's willing to do whatever okay. to see this shit through. So okay. did she did she find a way to infiltrate the dark friend social and send Lan, but somehow protect him in such a way that she could still control him and compel him, but now she gets intel off him or gets or maybe she's not focusing on the I'm dark totally friends. Maybe she's focusing on the continuation of the building of Rand's army, and the easiest way to do that is to get just that an army. And what's the quickest way of getting an army? to call upon your banners and who's the best person to potentially call on some banners well yeah true true yeah yep. there goes Lord of Rings all over again exactly if you would stand up take your throne <laughs> everyone will follow you yep. <laughs> where have we heard that before yeah and then you could just give Spot your on. army to the dragon yeah, so something's in the air, something's up, and yeah, at this point, Perrin goes to sleep because he's on third watch. So, um, and if you've ever done third watch before, um, it sucks. So, yeah, sleep's really good before you start that crap. And it, then it, it, dreams. it only works if you're the type of person that's like, okay, I need to sleep now, and you lay down and immediately go to sleep because then you could get yourself ready for it. Third watch for someone like me that has to lay down and think for two hours before I go to sleep. Yeah, you're you're fucked. It's gonna suck. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so he he goes to sleep in dreams, and then we end the chapter. So it's a little short chapter. Well, I don't have anything else to say. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> end of <Okay>. chapter. <laughs> end of chapter. So any final thoughts about this? I mean, there's it's a short chapter. You get, I mean, you get introduced to something called the Solus, which could be a fade, just could be another name for it. Um, uh, everything, tension's really high right now. Everyone's really super worried. So you guys have predictions of what's going to happen next? And shift to Matt. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah, that's a quick bust to my theory. Yeah. Um, Okay. I have that feeling that no I just shift, like turn the page and see what the first word is on the next page. Great. Yeah. Well, just see um, what we're talking about. What perspective do we have? Like, that would be 
nice to know right now. Like, what's your dreams? Yeah, what's well, your we dreams your parent in? Is he going to be out of my dream? Is he in a wolf dream? Like, he's in a mid dream, getting grabbed by the <laughs> scruff of his neck and jerked off light nose wear. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, favorite characters from these chapters? Do we have to have one? You don't have to. No, you say I didn't like anybody in these chapters. <laughs> I think I he has like men in this men, chapter actually. a lot. But uh... <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I pick a character, yeah. it would definitely have to be men, just because you know you kind of feel bad for a little bit. You know that that's mm-hmm. that's where my mind goes. Nobody else really. Like yeah, Rand finally let loose and let off some steam, and you know blew his top, but that wasn't all that special. Yeah, yeah. I was about fifty-fifty between Min and Perrin. Uh, since you went Min, I'll go Perrin, uh, and it's because of you know what I talked about earlier on him filling that leadership void. Uh, that's not that's not an easy. That's not an easy thing to do because in your mind, you know, it's temporary. You know, you're not truly the leader, but you recognize that one needs to be there. Or even if you don't recognize it, people, the other people there recognize like you're the next best choice. And it's, it's kind of slowly being thrust on them um, mm-hmm. because the other people that should be telling them things just aren't talking to them. So that, that's an interesting spot that he's in. And I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's doing a good job with it, you know, and still trying to, break away to take care of his friend Rand and show concern for everybody, you know, protect the camp, um, you know, talk to men, offer her all of her outs. I, I just, he was doing a lot in these chapters. Yeah. Okay. So the next chapters, and I will tell you that the all three next chapters are all the same point of view and it's all still from parent. We're still in parents head the next three chapters. So thank you. Yep. Block and- no more. Yeah, and the chapter titles are number chapter four, Shadows Sleeping. Chapters five is Nightmares Walking. And chapter six is The Hunt Begins. So the hunt was already over. Wait, so we're going back? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Saying that we thought the hunt was over. Are we going back a book? Yeah. Well, it's not the great hunt. We're just going to do a little hunt. Just a little, yeah, little mini hunt. What do you want to hunt for? Hunt, hunt. If it's the horn again, like if the horn gets stolen again and they're hunting for it again, like that's lame. Can't be that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah geez, I don't know. I got nothing. What's our other wolf brother? Okay. Elias. Maybe Elias, Elias. is in Elias. trouble. Maybe the hunt's on to save Elias. He wouldn't use the word hunt, though. It's not a good word. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. In his dreaming, our traveler woman left and then gets killed, and so then he's hunting her killer. Oh, well, maybe yes, Matt but... disappears from the caravan back to Tarvalon, and we start mm-hmm. trying to follow his trail. In, any thoughts about shadows sleeping or that nightmare walk? Nightmares walking. Shadows sleeping. I, I think really it's got... going to be focused on our our locked up ones. Which four word are we using? I always okay. mess that up. Forsaken in this book. Forsaken. Yeah. So maybe we're we're going to be focusing on our Forsaken. Okay. And what was the last title? Night- Nightmares Walking was the. When I the when, I, when the, I read that, chapter five. that title, my mind went to like the people traveling through the 
from one world to the next. They're already considered like fake in the world. And even for a lot of people, they still don't believe in Trolloc and stuff like that. So maybe we're going to see a big move or a big push by the dark. Okay. Mm. So the chapters, chapter symbols for the chapters too. I'll go ahead and give you those just to start conversation. So Shadow Sleeping, it's a wolf symbol. Um, mm. Nightmares Walking is the Trolloc symbol. Which is kind of fun. And the hut begins the wheel yeah. of time. Symbol, so, yeah. So, I think we're kind of right on target. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think you you had you had good guesses because I'm drawing blanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anything else from these chapters before no. I wrap it up? No. Yep. So three chapter week next week. So yep, the three. Yes. Back on the free train. Um, so yeah, so how you can be found. Um, we can be found at The Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all those great places. Uh, thewillreads.com is our website. Uh, that's where you can find links to our Discord and our merch merchandise uh, website so you can buy all the cool merch. Uh, we got a lot of it now. So uh, people are ordering it. So it's been pretty cool. Um, got a couple uh, confirmations of different orders. Uh, going through um so those are all being shipped out right now as we speak um and yeah discord come join our discord um it's a great place where you can listen to us live if you're if you're a patron normally that's the only way to listen to us live occasionally we do do these to everyone we do open it to everyone occasionally um but most of the time it is for patrons only um Last week we were supposed to do for everyone. It messed up. So we actually ended up doing it on Zoom. So we did again this week. Next week we'll get back to patron only. Um, and yeah, um, uh, at the will, or the will reads at gmail.com. That's our, that's our uh, email address. I guess in case you guys want to email me, um, be happy to field any questions there. But you can message me on Discord or on Twitter or Facebook or really anywhere. So you don't necessarily have to use the email. It's just there because I need an email for all these for all these things. <laughs> um, and yeah, so buy merch. Think about Patreon. Um, it's a great way to support us. Um, helps, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it helps us get new equipment. We're in the process of buying some new equipment. So uh, and doing more giveaways. We're going to definitely be doing a giveaway. Probably not this month, but next month definitely. Um, uh, we'll we'll end up doing one. Probably give away another book. Um, just because we haven't given away the Dragon Reborn yet, so another hardcover copy. We'll we'll do it soon. Um, and that's all I got for this week. Anything else for you guys? Peace. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>